Justin, how the hell are you this week? I am good, man. Feeling good. Um, staying active. It's been really hot. Feels almost like week. last week. I know. <laughs> I know, right? What's different? <laughs> Nothing. Well, I'll tell you what's different. There's a new episode of Jimmy Eat Pod that we listen to, right? Hey, that we put out. Hey. That's what's new. Um, I might um, be visiting the same Reddit site again and again, but <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, okay. I just, I, 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 um, I worked on a show a while ago. Do you know who Ed Bagley Jr. is? That sounds so familiar. I need to look at a picture so, of this guy. Ed. Bagley. He works a lot with uh, Christopher Guest. Um, oh yes, uh, he pops up in a ton of different things. One of his big things right. is uh, is he's a huge environmental uh, activist. Um, he lives almost completely off the grid, loves to have almost zero carbon footprint if he can help it and all this stuff. Anyway, I worked on a show with him, uh, learned a lot about him. Um, super nice, awesome guy. Well, actually, one time Susie saw him on the subway and uh, was like, oh, uh, my husband's working with you. And he completely unrelated, like she's not with me, anything like that. Ed had nothing but good things to say about me, which was so nice to hear. Um, and in that working with him, what I did was work on a show where he tasked his wife, his wife wanted to buy a house. He had lived in the same house for 30 years and it was the house that he had bought when he was a bachelor and his wife wanted a house, wanted a house, wanted a house. He tasked her with a, what he thought to be an impossible task of finding a house with all these stipulations. She found the house. They bought the house. They could not renovate the house after they bought it because it would have, uh, it wouldn't have been sustainable uh, for them. So they tore the house down piece by piece. They could not use the wood in the States because you cannot use reclaimed lumber in construction. So they trucked it down to Tijuana, Mexico, to the closest place they could legally build something. And they built a church out of the pieces of the old house, piece by piece. Everything else from inside the house, and not that wasn't wood, went to a place called IRS. It's off the 710 freeway here uh, in, like, south, south L.A. And uh, uh, essentially, it's a place where they run trash on a conveyor belt, and people sort through all of the trash, right? <laughs> um, right. And, uh, and we all went down there. We filmed him, his wife, his daughter. Essentially, they were garbage pickers <laughs> this is jimmy pod that is a true story and that was a pun i came up with exactly right on the spot that um, is but it is a excellent. true story it is a true story uh ed is a super awesome dude his new house is completely like lead certified which is like a, a, an elite level of uh, construction that you can do that leaves zero carbon footprint. He, and you get so many points uh, added or taken away with what you do with the old house. Did you displace dirt on the property and all this stuff? And he did his house in such an incredible, amazing way. Um, shit. I should have Ed on this episode as a guest. We have a better guest, Wow, um, but Ed would be a good one <laughs> um, uh, to have on the show. Uh, so anyway, we're talking about Garbage Picker from the Orangewood Sessions, uh, and yes. we learned a little bit that we'll go into, hopefully, with our guests this episode, um, but uh, it was recorded at Orangewood Recording in Tempe at the old location by Mike Coleman, who we have since gotten a hold of, uh, Yeah, and hopefully we ha- have recorded him for this episode, um, but uh, the other thing that we've 
maybe discovered is that Jim may not be in this iteration of the band, and this is probably not Jimmy World. Right, yeah. This is, and likely why um, there's really no, there's... I have a question no mark on Zach playing the drums here. <laughs> <laughs> right? What band is this? There, there's <laughs> there's not many, um, several instances of uh, of Jimmy Eat World and Orangewood sessions together. It's either the Orangewood sessions and some other mention, or Jimmy Eat World is rarely mentioned along with Orangewood. So it's it doesn't. The very, timeline, this is 1992. It's it's very early. I think it might be, they may have thought about the name at this point, but... Um, one of the stories we've heard about the name is that it had been used before, and they needed a band name again, and somebody had remembered that they had used the name Jimmy Eat World before, so they went with it. But that's yeah. that, that's one of the stories. Who knows? But and very... So, at the, yeah, at the time of this recording, this could very well have been just... Pre Jimmy World, uh, what what did we decide? This was um, Tom as the lead. Tom for um, sure. Mason, yeah, Mason Cooper, Mitch Porter, and did we did we? Uh, Rick is not in the picture yet, right? Because Mitch, Mitch Porter's on bass Mitch for a Porter, little bit yeah. longer. So Mason yeah. on drums. That's why I have a question mark on Zach. I couldn't remember yeah. Mitch's name. Um, yeah, I don't. And, and then so Mason and Mitch both left the band to go on their missions around the same time. And that is when Jim brought in Zach. And I don't know the, you know, I don't know the story backstory with Rick. You and I watched that video a couple nights ago of, uh, of them playing in a back East at that little roller rink. Right. Which was sweet. And you see the, it's the full band, even though right. Tom's up front doing uh, most of the, the, the lead vocals and all that. Yes. But, you know, I don't know what, what, you know, the exact time frame of when the, the band members came in and left. But I'm sure they're all friendly at this point and, and know of each other. Yeah. And and from the sleuthing that we've done, everybody's still on good terms with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even even Mason and Mitch, it's it's, this, you know, from what I talked with um, with Emily, uh, she had said that, yeah, it was a sad it was a sad time, but they had already made their decision that they were going on their mission and they, uh, so everyone in the band knew that that was happening, yeah. And everyone was okay with it. There was no surprise. There was no like, oh man, you're going on your mission. No, they, this was planned. You know, they knew about this ever since they were kids. And when you're in a band in high school, like, like I, I came across a video recently of the very, very first show I ever played with a band that didn't really even have a name. And there's this other guy named Jeff in the band. I have no idea what that other guy's doing. You know what I mean? Like now, that was just right. like a one that we we did that in high school for a semester, and then we went off and did our own things. You know what I mean? Like you just don't think that that recording that I did for my very first show is ever going to surface somewhere else, and everyone's going to be like, "Whatever happened to that other guy, Jeff?" <laughs> I, I wouldn't even have <laughs> the answer to that. And these guys yeah. at least have the answer. Like, oh, I'm still tied with these people, so right. Um. Uh. So yeah. Right. Uh, so this is um. This is a Tom, this is a song that Tom sings on and I think both you and agree. Well, you and I agree. First, let's let's go to song meanings because that's where you and I both got these lyrics from. Yeah, I was going to say let's listen to it and then we'll pick apart the lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, listen, I'm going to try and mark in my uh in my notes where the lyrics are mentioned just so I can go back because I am interested in hearing what you hear. 
Okay, so here we go. This is Garbage Picker by Jimmy Eat World or um, an unnamed band at the time uh, playing Orangewood Sessions in 1992. So sound-wise, um, I that's such like a guitar sound that you get when you <laughs> you've you've kind of like assembled all of your friends' gear, and you don't <laughs> not really sure exactly how to record it all. Yeah, um, and you got like the the crappy pedals. You haven't upgraded to the next set of pedals. That's, that's definitely that like a boss. Uh, what was that? Boss oh yeah, like a, overdrive. <laughs> yeah, or a mega distortion. Yeah, oh, something yeah, yeah, that yeah. totally tears up <laughs> the quality of the guitar. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Um, and probably so like to a it, low battery on his nine volt. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta plug that in, bro. <laughs> the um, listening to it again, there are actually some spots that made more sense, and and the four spots that I was 
I have question marks on. I'm actually very uh, certain that my lyrics are correct. So let me hear what you have. Okay. So are we talk, are we going to talk about right after he says we know why we know why why so, after that first verse? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty undisputable. Here he comes. We laugh at him, and then where he goes, we know what or we know why. And yeah, then that's what. I, yeah, we know. Then we there's know the long why. drawn out words. Yes, and then this is what I hear. You can, you can, you have yours written down. This is what I yes. hear. Here we sit alone. Hmm. I sit, but he sees sitting alone. Okay, and then the next line is cream tea sleep alone. Cream tea sleep alone makes more sense. I put cream dream sleep alone, <laughs> but I didn't understand. <laughs> I mean, what year is this? There's no cream dreams. I mean, we're going to get more into what they're shaming this man for or this boy for. Um, Yeah. But if you're going to shame him for being freegan or for dumpster diving, uh, are they really above making fun of him for having wet dreams? I mean, I know, right? (laughs) uh, Maybe they're having a a sleepover and like he like had a nighttime emission and they're like laughing at him. That's (laughs) not right. Well, I think this whole song is about not right. And that's yeah. what I gather is they, they start out right right at the beginning of just uh, the second line. We laugh at him. Yeah, not cool, man. No. So I you know I think it's it it go it can go either way. Yeah, the I, chorus I still think it's is really bad. Yeah, here let me play that part again. So here's here's here, here we sit alone. Yeah, dude, you nailed yeah. it. Cream jeans sleep alone. <laughs> cream I jeans. No, I think it's cream tea sleep alone. Like he's going home to have his his uh, tea and then go to sleep alone. Yeah. Like they're they're even pushing it even further. Yeah. These jerks. Not cool. Um, but it from a songwriting standpoint, there are some okay things. Uh, in that it has a pre-chorus, which I think is pretty cool for like a pretty early band. Yeah. Uh, and then when they sing the chorus the second time, it, they've flipped some lines, which seems intentional, which is kind of a cool motif. But the lyrics. Yeah, they're they're This is this is round one. This, this is, is what you would see on the uh, not even the college ruled paper. This is the wide rule paper they had sitting around. <laughs> and this is what I imagine they, they would have written down. But they they ended up putting this to uh, to music and then recording it. So <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, he can't see us, but we don't care. That's like the most like high school. This is so high school. This song. I know this is in the middle of of, of uh, yeah some kind of uh, algebra class. Yeah, they wrote this in fifth period there. and recorded it after school. Yeah. Um, I don't like him, but he is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe fair skinned. I don't know. Um, we belong here. He don't belong. Garbage picker, and then. Song meanings didn't even write anything. I wrote nah. leprechaun. Like no, I put garbage picker, leper's son, leper's son. I mean, of course they'd shame the man for his dad's right affliction. Come on, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's either that or leprechaun. Let's hear. Picker, I, I hear, hear leper's son. S's. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it could be a leprechaun. <laughs> 
It wouldn't be too far of a stretch with the lyrics that they've do they either have, make uh, more sense than the other. <laughs> I know. All right, you could switch them out and it'd be the same kind of um, yeah, <laughs> the same result. Um, second verse is pretty much the same. And now they're bringing now they're bringing out the heavy uh, the heavy lyrics, man. Yeah. So he, he knows, here he comes. Know. Yeah. Here he comes. We laugh at him. Where he goes, we know why. We know why. We know why. Okay, now now this is where it gets. Um, now now they double down, right? So now that now they're talking about these are the heavy lyrics here. I don't like him, but he is fair. So this is where you're saying they switch it up, right? Yes. So from he can't see us, but we don't care. Now it's I don't like him, but he is fair. So now they're getting deep. Yeah. Um. The first line is uh oh yeah, and then now I see what you're what you're talking they about flip the second line then is uh-huh. he can't see us but he don't care yeah and which if you go back to the first chorus it's i don't like him but he is fair correct okay now i see it's an exact swap i thought they were it, they it, were changing it, it so, around to where it was um they just swapped those lyrics that's it it's a simple swap right i thought they were changing up the story no. so they're not actually getting deeper they're just changing the lyrics around now I, mean, the I, order. I, I wrote them down as he can't see us but he don't care Versus he can't see us, but we don't care. Which yes, does that, that flip is it true. around a little bit, but that could just be like there's a, a skip in the tape there, and I just misheard it, you know? Yeah. Or they weren't certain, and they just recorded it, and like I said he, and we should have said we, but like let's we can't afford it, let's just keep it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we'll sing yeah, it both they, ways. We'll get it verse yeah. <laughs> chorus one, verse two. We'll do it both ways. Yeah. Uh, and, and then that's that's it for it. So it goes. Um, there is there anything in so where they say here we sit alone, cream tea, sleep alone. There is nothing like that in between, right? There's it's not, just yeah. him continuously saying like we we know. Let's listen to that part. That's at two minutes and twelve. We know s- why. This is what that part sounds like. This is after we know we know why. Yeah, there's actually nothing. No, he just kind of uh, I don't know mutters. <laughs> And then it goes into that last, um, into the last chorus. And then what? I, what would you consider that like an like an outro? Yeah, garbage pickup. Yeah, I think, and this is where the redeeming part of the song comes in. So this is where I feel that the the individual or individuals that are in this story laughing at this garbage picker, they realize at that point I'm a garbage picker. You know, I'm I'm I've realized that I'm actually the person picking trash mm. uh, it's it's my choice that uh, I've, I've made this person the butt of my joke but actually i'm the one who's who's gross and going through garbage because i've you know I, i'm the one who's making these uh judgments about a person that has no idea that we're even watching him and doesn't even care and goes home and has his cream tea and then sleeps alone and and, and all of this so i think that's the that's the realization in the song and in my opinion the only redeeming quality of it because it's definitely not the lyrics, <laughs> but again, this is this is an early early track. It's I, I do have down that the the chord progression is nice. So when they get into he can't see us, but we don't care. Into the chorus, it's these four chords that na 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 right. It's it's you know it it seems it it keeps you interested in there, and it's a rock yeah. It's a rock song. It is. With um, you know some some interesting uh, effects <laughs> on it, but I'm gonna uh, let me see. How do I I'm trying to send you something? Jam session. 
fan. Oh, let me ask you this while, yes. before while you're while you're saying that. What do you guess the average um, salary for? And I put in garbage picker. Oh, so what is the the average salary for a garbage picker? Oh, well, so I did a little bit of research on garbage pickers. So I'm going to say the average salary for a garbage picker is now. Are we thinking like what I had experienced, like with somebody sorting through garbage at a dump site or um, no you're probably on track to where i'm gonna go with uh what yeah, average salary is probably garbage like picker ten thousand dollars a year maybe yeah well, a little bit higher than that so oh. and this one does this one does change it to so I, even though the search says garbage picker salary it does change it um to garbage collector mm-hmm. um and is it how much does a garbage collector make this is from u.s news and it's thirty seven thousand two hundred and sixty dollars that's pretty good yeah so the best paid twenty five percent make forty nine thousand, uh, while the lowest twenty five make um, twenty eight. But there is the second, which is a CNN.com uh, post, is the hundred thousand dollar job garbage workers. Uh, so Molina and his coworker Tony Sankar have been picking trash together. That makes it sound like it's maybe someone that's looking for things in trash, like uh, trinkets and things that are of value, right? Uh huh. Kind of like retail arbitrage. You go to your your nearest uh, Salvation Army and find these things that maybe somebody didn't have a use for, but oh, that's a mint edition uh, kids outbreak, you know, f- from Milton Bradley, nineteen sixty five, <laughs> and you find something that's worth seventy five bucks that you bought for twenty five cents, you know, right? Uh, so maybe that's what they're getting. That uh, there's uh, there are some garbage collectors that do make a decent amount. I mean, a hundred thousand would be nice. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so thirty seven thousand two hundred sixty for garbage picker salary, according to Google's results from U.S. News. I see. Give me just a minute. I'm really trying to get this thing. Do you and uh, do you watch any of those shows? I think I want to say they're on uh, Discovery or one of the other like derivatives of Discovery that that are out there. <clears throat> but any of those off the grid shows? Uh, I don't know. No, I mean they're interesting. What I mean, they're they're shot just like any other construction show. So it's not like it's 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 a very high production quality. They've got the they take the the couples off to the side to interview them, or they'll talk with the builders and and the people coming in. Um, but the whole idea behind it is to is to build a sustainable, um, typically like a self sustainable house. Uh, where they're far enough off the grid to where they don't have to come into town to get food or mm. things like, and it's kind of cool that the, I don't there's have people cable, out there so yeah, that I have think, that. I think I probably would have come across one of those shows and watched it on accident before, but now, yeah. like, yeah, kind of without cable, it's good background music. You know, it's it's right, like yeah. having it on the TV when you're doing something. Yeah, like uh, uh, a friend of ours from college actually. Uh, oh, maybe he wasn't in any of your classes, but this guy Brandon Freilich, he works on like tiny houses or whatever. Where they oh, basically yeah. go around and do all these tiny houses, um, which I get that whole mentality is like is is kind of a, a breaking down what you need. What do you need to get by? You need some clothes. You need maybe pick one thing. I mean, you look at all the stuff that I have in the office here. I've got my guitars out here uh, inside. I've got all my photography equipment. I've got all the building stuff in the garage, my my table saw. It's like yep. if we ever moved into a small place, what the hell would I do with all of this stuff? <laughs> what you know, on it's earth? too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I get that whole that. idea, that concept of of kind of uh, slimming down your lifestyle. Uh, at one point in the future, I'd like to uh, I'd like to try for that, and and maybe not to the degree of Ed Begley Jr. 
But <laughs> I mean, if I had the funds and and the uh, yeah. and the time, yeah, sure, why not? Right. Um. But yeah, it's tough to. Uh, it's t- and I wrote down here like I remember when I was in high school. Um. There was definitely like the way more punk people were more into the like. So that was when I learned what freeganism was. So I'm looking into that. The song is about making fun of a kid for what garbage picking. Right. Right. Um, so there's a couple different things. One is freegan lifestyle and one is dumpster diving. Right. So let's look at dumpster divers in general. Dumpster diving, uh, also known as uh, totting, skipping, skip diving or skip salvage, is salvaging from large commercial, residential, industrial and construction containers for unused items discarded by their owners, but deemed useful to the picker. It is not confined to dumpsters and skips specifically and may cover standard household waste containers, curbsides, landfills, or small dumps. Different terms are used to refer to different forms of this activity. For picking materials from the curbside trash collection, expressions such as curb shopping, trash picking, or street scavenging are sometimes used. When seeking primarily metal to be recycled, one is scrapping. When picking the leftover food from traditional or industrial farming left in the fields, one is gleaning. People dumpster dive for items such as clothing, furniture, food, and similar items in working good condition. Some people do this out of necessity due to poverty, while others do so professionally and systematically for profit. So you 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 got the people who are poor uh, that are just looking for food or things to survive. Like you think of the like in L.A., we have a homeless problem, right? And right. Uh, especially over here on the underpass uh, at Coldwater the entire underpass is filled with tents and you feel really bad for these people specifically during this pandemic where they are still living in insanely close quarters. And I'm like, please God, just separate, like separate from each other. Think about your yourselves, um, uh, safety and your health, uh, living on the street can be fine. You've got a tent. That's great. You have shelter. Um, but don't live next to that person. (laughs) So close. Um, (laughs) Uh, and then you have people who are, yeah, scrap meddling and turning it into a business. Like, I, there's definitely the people that go through our recycled containers here uh, at our apartment, and they definitely uh, are making it their job because it's the same few people. There's like a truck that comes by, has like, you know, 20 foot high piled in the back of their pickup truck metal. Right. And then right. Uh, the same lady on a bike that's always coming through. And sometimes these people are very well off, like you were saying earlier. Um because they've made it work for themselves. Um, so that's dumpster. Right. I mean, and it's not, it's not like it's easy money in, and even, even more or even less easy because of the, the fact that you may have to go into a dumpster, which is, which is unsafe. Yeah. It's different from having to go into a, a, um, a salvation army and, and look at things and, and you're, you're spending your time there. Yeah. Um, but, but you're in the safety of a, of a building, you know, that's, that's air conditioned and everything. Well, you know, when you're going into a dumpster, you're taking even more risk by being in there. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're doing it. It's it's work like any other, uh, I guess, like in any other kind of uh, method of arbitrage where you're trying to take something that is, uh, you know, not, let's just say that is someone's trash. And you're trying to turn this into something that could be useful or treasure for you. Right. Yeah, I'm reading an article right now about Stephanie Cox. Um Greensboro woman. So she was, uh, she's in my, my family's hometown there, uh, disappeared last month. This article came from, yeah, February 12th. 
uh, disappeared last month while she was said to have collecting items from a dumpster at a nearby discount store five below. Mm-hmm. She never emerged. For, oh, before it was serviced by a garbage truck. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's dangerous. There was a guy. Do you remember? Uh, I think this came. It was a big deal uh, in the news here in L.A. But the guy who used to do Superman out in front of the Grauman's Chinese Theater on yeah. Hollywood Boulevard. He yeah. was found here in the valley. Um, he got stuck in a clothing donation bin. Uh, that he was trying to get things out of. And his girlfriend was handicapped and she could not help him out. And uh, and I think he had just gone out. And so he left her at their shelter and uh, never came back. And they, the, the police found him and he got stuck and died. And basically just asphyxiated or... <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Whatever it was, he, he, he passed away from doing that. And... Uh, yeah, it's a bummer, and there's some great content online about that actor in particular uh, that did the... He was kind of like the first guy that went out there and was taking pictures with people on Hollywood Boulevard and all that stuff, and uh, it was mm-hmm. just a sad story. Uh, I have etymology, uh, as we are wont to do, on specifically dumpster diving, um, that it was... Uh, the. The term dumpster diving emerged in the 1980s, combining diving with dumpster, a large commercial trash bin. Uh, The term dumpster itself comes from Dempster Dumpster, a brand of bins manufactured by Dempster Brothers beginning in 1937. How about that? Dumpster became geneticized in the 1970s. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the term dumpster diving is chiefly found in American English and first appeared in print in 1983 with the verb dumpster dive appearing a few years later. In British English, the practice may be known as skipping for uh, from skip, another term for this type of container. Alternative names for the practice include bin diving, containering, demart, dumpstering, totting, and skipping. In Australia, garbage picking is called skip dipping. I kind of like that, hmm. skip dipping. That doesn't yeah, say. skip dipping. So that's dumpster diving. The... More what I was familiar with in high school. I, I think dumpster diving is like a very middle school thing to uh, uh, was a middle school thing I knew about. And in high school, I learned about freeganism, which is similar, yet uh, has more of a lifestyle attached to it, uh, specifically not for capitalistic gains. No one's digging through trash to sell items or anything like that. This is specifically um, more of a lifestyle, and I'll tell you here. Uh, Freeganism is an ideology of limited participation in the conventional economy and minimal consumption of resources, particularly through recovered wasted goods like food. The word freegan is a portmanteau of free and vegan. While some vegans avoid buying animal products as an act of protest against animal exploitation, Freegans, at least in theory, avoid buying anything as an act of protest against the food system in general. Freeganism is often presented as synonymous with dumpster diving for discarded food, although freegans are distinguished by their association with an anti-consumerist and anti-capitalist ideology and their engagement in a wider range of alternate living strategies, such as voluntary unemployment, squatting in abandoned buildings, and guerrilla gardening in unoccupied city parks. So the more punk people that I hung out in high school were (laughs) telling me about freeganism. And I'm telling you, Justin, if I didn't get into a relationship right out of high school, essentially, 
I probably would have 100% been down down with this. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, dude. Like I would have uh, probably for sure been 100% okay with like going to now what's nice is like, and and here's the thing is 15 years ago, it wasn't this way, but like the Starbucks near my house says like all of this food is donated to local homeless shelters at the end of the night. Whereas when I was in high school and I was hearing about this, they were like, dude, we just go to Starbucks after and they throw all that food away. We eat it. It's all wrapped up. What does it matter? And I was like, yeah, what does it matter? I would do that. Um, so I think times have changed. I think it's interesting. I, I'd be interested in what freeganism is like now. There's probably still restaurants that don't practice that. But um, uh, but it is more prevalent, I think, now to uh, donate foods to local homeless shelters in the area. Yeah, and that was one of those things when we when I worked at Applebee's, and by the end of the night, there were some pre there were there were just items that we had pre cooked that um, they they couldn't be donated. But I always Mm. felt so bad about the cooks tossing them out. Um, it, there were some things that I would take home, um, but I just ima- you just imagine that even if this was, let's say these are, you know, seven or eight orders worth of fries, um, some chicken fingers that were sitting on top of them that were just pre-cooked and the, 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 were never ordered in the evening are, are thrown out. Well, just multiply that by the other 355 days, you know, out of yeah. the year that they're open, that they would do the same thing. And you just think of all that food that could have gone to to feed at least maybe a small family. Why couldn't it, it be donated? Because it was cooked and they didn't have You can't have, donate cooked food. Um there yeah, and it may I, I wasn't I wasn't um, you know, I didn't talk with management in detail about it. Oh, it's all they your fault. They just said dude. like there's no way, yeah, there's no way for us to uh the owner of the company who owned a few other stores just said we can't there's no infrastructure for us to safely give it to like a food bank or something where they could then give it to somebody. We would be liable for, um, they would be liable for, uh, if somebody contracted something or, or was, mm. uh, sick off of it. So it always bummed me out that we had to throw that stuff away. So I'm glad that they have these, these new methods that hopefully, I mean, it's done properly. Um, there was also a woman that, uh, lived down the street. So this is, from my from my aunt, her name was Mrs. Lobdale, and I I could ask my aunt what the details were, but across the street, uh, essentially, this is in the Sycamore Plaza where our Man Six theaters was were. There was an Albertsons in there, and I don't know how she got this stuff, but she would come home. I think it was once or twice a week with all of the milk, eggs, bread, wow. everything that yeah. never went in the trash, but. They gave it to her, and then she would either donate it or sell it for super cheap to people in the neighborhood. Um, and I always felt like that was good because then she's reusing the stuff that would have. I mean, these are these are staples that people can use, and uh, and she was essentially giving it one last chance before it was going into the dumpster. Yeah, and I remember having having milk and and stuff from her that was perfectly fine. It was just maybe one day expired. Yeah, you know, you know just, what? They can't sell it. Yeah, I think um, I remember we were doing a f- student film in high school, and uh, we gave one of the guys was like in charge of feeding the crew, and he did that exact same thing. Went to stores, and they were down with donating things that were like close to being expired. Basically, we ended up craft services was one hundred percent handled by that same method. Uh, of going and picking up what the store was willing to give away for free 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was tight. Yeah. So that made me feel good. Um, and then now that they they have uh, you know, different guidelines and they have processes for saving this stuff, it does make me feel a little bit better that not a lot is going to waste. But I'm sure there's still a ton that's thrown out. I feel like when I go shopping and I clear out the fridge, I feel like I'm like the worst human being that there's ever been. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel I'm, I'm pretty bad with the kids about not letting things go to waste. You know, yeah. I read that, hey, you know what? You have, you have to let children, when they're done eating, um, you know, you're you're kind of forcing them into eating more by making them finish what they put on their plate. But my, my concept and my approach from this is don't put, don't ask for what you're not going to eat. <laughs> right. So that's what I, I, you know, I make sure that they eat it before they leave. Yeah, like, I'm getting I better at better at see giving f- Wes less so that. Yeah. He doesn't right. have to, yeah. Um, the word portmanteau, I felt like I had to dig into because I was like, oh, oh that's, yeah. a, that's a word. I love that. Um, if they had that that word in the lyrics, it might have brought it up a step. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, so what's portmanteau? It is a linguistic blend of words in which parts of multiple words. So this is about freeganism is how I learned the word. Um, uh, in which parts of multiple words or their uh, phonemes sounds, phonomes? Phone, phone. Yeah, I would say phonomes. Phone, phonemes. Oh, phonemes. 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 <laughs> that, there you go. Um, are combined into a new word, as in smog, coined by blending smoke and fog, or motel from motor and hotel. In linguistics, a portmanteau is a single morph that is analyzed as representing two or more underlying morphemes. Anyway, I like the word portmanteau, so I was like, "Oh, let oh me yeah, learn it's about it's that. a it's a silver dollar word. It's a it's a ten dollar uh, term." Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's about all of the um, dumpster diving and etymology things I did. However, oh no, it's not. I have a couple of community things, but we'll get into that. I guess we can get into that real quick. Um, on the garbage picking subreddit from Bike Guy CWN. <laughs> He says, are you guys still there? Garbage pickers unite, but stay out of my garbage area, too. So I'm assuming there's no <laughs> post about it. That's just the name of the the post itself. Uh, somebody's just mad about other garbage pickers kind of like infringing on his territory. This person says, hi, I'm new to Reddit and I live in Torrance, California and absolutely love to dumpster dive. However, already a lot of dumpsters are closed. I'm looking for pet stores and stores for food. Do you have any advice you can give me if you don't know where Torrance is? It's by Gardena, Palos Verdes, Redondo Beach, which is where I kind of grew up. Um, If anybody can offer advice as to where I can go, I would be extremely grateful. Thank you to you so much. By the way, I'm on disability and will be going in for open heart surgery in about five weeks. That was a month ago. Sarah Greendale. Sar Sargrindali. Um, well, I hope this person is okay. Um, but uh, that person didn't really answer. I guess you know what it probably was was garbage picking subreddit was like kind of dead, and this person yeah. saying is, "Are you guys still there? Garbage pickers unite, but stay out of my garbage area too." And that's all the post was. And then somebody's asking for advice in the post. Um, I'm gonna judge that the open heart surgery along with a run on sentence. Post, it's probably an elderly person uh, that's uh, <laughs> going about it. But anyway, that is uh, the garbage picking one. And then there's an Ask Reddit 
uh, post from <laughs> which user I think I'm looking at that thread too. PMA, <laughs> which is trash collectors and garbage pickers of Reddit. What's your best or worst find? And I don't know. There's not a lot of great stuff in here. Somebody said gold ring, but then this person uh, says, "What is this user? What the f did I just read for?" <laughs> says just like Opie's dad. Worst or find Opie's mom. Worst find Opie's mom. Best find Opie's stepmom. Wow. Oh, geez. So, you know. <laughs> okay, I've got one uh, from Ask Reddit also. What's the weirdest thing you've seen a garbage picker take from your trash? Mm. And uh, the top comment is, my parents had been experimenting with all kinds of condoms, like studded oh ones. And this guy came on the Wednesday morning, pulled it out of the trash, held it up in the light, giving it a good Come inspection, on, and then shoved it in his pocket. <laughs> That's tight. That's tight. That's tight. Okay. And then there's one that is repeated one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. I think this person didn't realize that they were having a problem. And then <laughs> whatever the, the seven equivalent equivalent is of uh, posting it, they did. My parents had an old rug that our dog shit in. So we decided to roll it up and toss it out. Uh, a few hours later, a guy pulls up, sees the rug and tosses it in his truck. I can only imagine his face when he got home and saw the giant St. Bernard shit in the middle of it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, now that we're delightfully off course and everybody's tuned out, I will <laughs> oh, yeah. read to you what I came up with when I searched for Jim Eat World Garbage Picker, um, which I knew wasn't going to come up with much, but our friend Butch Vig was the drummer of Garbage, and I came up with this article, which I thought was pretty cool. I probably wouldn't have come up with it, um, but it's about... Um, uh, when is this from? This is from... It's an MTV.com article from 2007, and it's about, he, he mentions Chase's Light. The, the headline is, Butch Vig says garbage hiatus is over, and Jimmy World is nearly done with their LP. So along with organizing the benefit, uh, the, it was an article about garbage playing a benefit and coming out of uh, uh, hiatus. Um, along with organizing the benefit and reuniting garbage, Vig, who produced Nirvana's Nevermind and Smashing Pumpkin's Siamese Dream, is helming new albums for Jimmy Eat World and Florida Punk's Against Me. Jimmy Eat World, who have been recording their first album in three years in Phoenix, have only three songs left to finish. They're eyeing a summer release date. See Jimmy Eat World teaming up with Nirvana producer for next LP. That's just the link. Um, Vig says the group's new tracks, which include saxophone work from guitarist Tom Linton and a string section. Now, I'm sorry, there was a saxophone on Chase's Light? Do I need to put that record on again? Or is there a B-side that we don't know about? Um, are terrific. It's quite electric. Uh, it's quite eclectic. There's three or four songs that sound very much like Jimmy Eat World. Jagged guitars and uh, great lyrics and Jim Adkins' emotional voice. And then there's some things that are very dreamy and spacey, Vig said. And then there's a couple of songs where we went for like a Fleetwood Mac-style production, late 70s studio sound, chimey guitars and flat drum sound. So we're not doing a, few, uh, a Chase This Light song, but I thought it was kind of right. cool because it is garbage. Uh, and that's how I found that article. Um, hmm. I'm very interested in the saxophone work from Tom. You know what? I, you cut out in the middle there for a sec. Ah. And I, when you asked about the B-side, what, what were you talking about? So Vig says the group's new tracks, which includes saxophone work from guitarist Tom Linton and a string section, are terrific. What saxophone work is there from yeah. Tom on Chase This Light? And how do wow. we find out more about it? 484JEPod. <laughs> yeah. uh, Please. <laughs> uh 
And uh, let's see. I obviously don't have any covers, but of course I found something. Um, This is from a band called Simple Smile. And I wrote cool and chill. But uh, the song is called Garbage Picker on SoundCloud. Okay. From maybe the album I'm Poor. like chill beats you can study to oh yeah for sure so i like this it's nice it's like zero seven very, uh, uh, oh wow, that's it, a that's a band I haven't heard of in a long time. I thought you were gonna say F Zero, like the Super Nintendo oh. game, <laughs> which also could be the same thing. Um, this next one, it sounds like when somebody on TV on a, like a TV show turns on the radio in like a metal guy's truck, and like you know they give that look, like where it's like, oh, this is what you listen to. This sounds like that. <laughs> All right, this is the flu playing garbage picker. Oh, Pete Doe. Okay, here we go. Jeez. Is that uh, is their album art the flu? Is that a play on the fly? Maybe. So this is Pete Dove, who's on bass, right? Ooh. Says down here, if I, if I expand this. So it says, recorded at Trax East Studio, South River, New Jersey, produced by Rachel Boland, engineered by Eric Rachel. That's interesting. Rachel Boland, Eric Rachel. Hmm. All songs written by The Flu. All songs copyright 1993. This has 1993 written all over it, doesn't it? Mm, it Just does. Like you that makes a lot with, more sense, yeah. With the metal dude coming up in his Toyota pickup. <laughs> totally. You know, with a little bit of the smoke coming out the back, skidding to a stop. Oh, totally. <laughs> but Pete Pete Dove is on bass, and then Lucas Reinhardt is on vocals, Dale Kennedy guitars, Damian Cordisco. This sounds like it was recorded recently, right? So seven years ago. It does, yeah. But the the lyrics for this were written by The Flu. I don't get it. If this came from seven years ago, hmm. That's weird. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to play is by a band called Blanche. Do you know the the band Blanche? Uh, no, I only know how to do that with vegetables. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I could have looked into more like when this song was from, but if you jump over to the Watch Together, I'll play this uh, Garbage Picker song by Blanche. It's way more folky, um, but it's definitely the most popular Garbage Picker song that I came across. All right.
I mean, it goes wow. on and on like that. But we've got that uh, that um, Johnny Rivers kind of sound. I don't know who that is, but I, I he I, uh, he sings Maybelline and a Secret Agent Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that for sure. So Blanche yeah. are a Southern Garth Southern Gothic country music band from Detroit, Michigan. This is from their debut album, If We Can't Trust the Doctors, from two thousand four. So that's it. But that. I mean, it's the most popular garbage picker song I found. It kept coming up when I would search. So um, there it is. Mm. Blanche. Um, I like it. I I, I kind of like that. It's funny because I had listened to that song several times before. And so I was like, oh, I don't remember what the song sounds like. Then I played it. I was like, oh, yeah, this song's kind of dope. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of the Scrubs theme song, too. It has that banjo in it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that's everything I have, man. Uh, oh, I guess I have one more thing. So, and I just am too dumb to f- figure out. I can't figure out how to export a song from GarageBand on my phone. But I started a cover of Gar- Garbage Picker and then got lazy and never finished it. But I can at least, it does have that chord progression that you mentioned, which is why I was like, oh, hold on. Let me see if I can get this for you. I just can't figure out how to, I tried texting it to you and it wouldn't do it. But so you'll need to pull my track two just for this one part. Um, but I'll hit play on this and it's like just a loop. It's like a eight bar loop that I made of the chord progression. So yeah, that's uh. What's your final thoughts on the song "Garbage Picker" by um, maybe Jimmy Eat World? Who knows? I'm I'm holding out for other tracks on uh, Orangewood Sessions that maybe I don't know Less are a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, you know there were some lyrics I don't even know what he said a few times. I, and, and again, these are early tracks, so we can't expect. Um, oh my god, no! We can't yeah. expect too much. <laughs> Not at all. Right, but I mean it's it's. It's okay. I like the fact that it rocks. It's it. If we were skating outside, I could have this on the back in the background, and I, you know, it it would fit the vibe. But aside from that, um, I'm not a big fan of this. <laughs> yeah, and that is a and, and David. What do you, what do you think about this track? Um. Yeah, I don't love the lyrics at all. I think it has some ideas, but it mostly sounds like a high school band, and that is okay. Yeah. More interested in this interview if we have it, which will go uh, here after we tell everybody to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Awesome. I'm going to hit stop. <laughs> 